And it's one of those things where you can go, you know, for me, I've been doing something that I'm so proud of. It feels so good to be doing, but I am so terrified of sharing it on Facebook. Yeah. Or I'm so terrified of showing it on my social media. And that is being seen. Mm-hmm. Sharing that moment is being seen. So it doesn't have to just be like, I still, I, I love doing reels, hate going on a live, love doing a podcast. Can't get me on a live. <laughs> Welcome everybody. You are listening to the Omni Channel podcast, a podcast from digital marketers to digital marketers. I'm your host, Dominique Aldegrand, and my mission is to help fellow marketers and entrepreneurs to grow their businesses online. So buckle up and let's get started. everyone i have the amazing amanda with me today hello hi amanda how are you feeling today i'm so good it's i woke up feeling great this morning rested (laughs) and everything we had a nice little holiday here in the states yesterday so it was a little bit of like an extended weekend slightly you know social media manager life you don't really get like a full (laughs) course i mean it's it's 7 a.m right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's seven Oh seven. Um, I'm in Maryland, not too far outside of DC. It's a little dark out still actually. So it's like, <laughs> you're still committed to this episode that you were willing yes. to wake up so early for us. Thank you so much. No problem. Actually, it's part of my routine now. Um, my fiance leaves anywhere between 3am and 5am. And if it's after 4am, I stay up usually cause I can't fall back asleep. Uh, so then I take this time in the morning before the kids and I really just try to like, this is when I'll do like a lot of copywriting or like detail oriented tasks that like, I don't want an interruption. I don't want to have to like only get 15 minutes to do it and then have to step away for a minute or only have an hour to do it. I'll have this chunk of time that no one's in the house basically is what it feels like. <laughs> my fiance has gone. The kids are quietly <laughs> sleeping. It's kind of like my, my time of day. So I think that's why I've like, I've really kind of become this morning person that like, I never anticipated just because this is like my time. Like I don't have to like be full on mom while like doing my whole day to day. So like right now it's like they're sleeping. They they don't need my attention. And it's like, I can just focus on like whatever it is for me. I actually stayed up over the weekend on what night was it? Saturday night. I was so inspired. Everyone had gone to bed. I all of a sudden realized it was 3am. I'd finished a website. I'd finished like an offer. It was so much, but I was so inspired that like when I went to bed and I woke up in that next morning, like at a normal time, like around mm-hmm. now, I was still okay because I was just so like the adrenaline of my like creativity. Yeah. Like, you were in flow is what they said. Oh, I was. And I didn't, I look, it was like 3am and I had to force myself to stop. I was like, you got to go to bed. Like you have kids, Amanda, you have to go to bed at some point. You're not, it's not pre-kid life where you can just sleep until two instead. Like I can't shift my schedule that much. Yeah, exactly. So Amanda, um, can you tell us the listeners what exactly are you doing and how come how can how did you get where you are at this point? Like your origin story a bit and just like yeah. what are you doing? So I'll kind of do it a little backwards. Right now, I'm in a place that I never expected for myself, um, mindset-wise mostly. Like I knew that I was capable of doing these things, but even before venturing into like the online service world. Like when I was still in my nine to five, I was freelancing. I freelanced for eight years. 
um, while working my jobs. And uh, I kind of had started working for a newspaper in like 2012. And I got into like marketing advertising. I was running the classifieds department. So help wanted ads where we were making like big, pretty colorful ones, really getting like, and those were like high, high ticket uh, kind of ads. And then we had like um, regular, like business advertising in there where we would have like a lot of construction companies and different things like that. Um, so I kind of started really learning how to like network and connect with businesses and create graphics. And even though they were really cheesy newspaper write-ups, like the taglines, like doing the copywriting of it, like I have some of my old ones, like just, I saved them when I left the paper and like some of the, like the slogan style, like advertising, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, it's so cringeworthy, but it's like a nice reminder of like where my foundation started. And I realized then I was like, I love this. I love what this feels like. I loved like the, so we had deadlines and stuff. So we had very like the adrenaline rush of it all. And so I think it set me up to be able to deal with big numbers, to deal with like telling, like, so I had to help like make sure that the people paid their payments on time for that. Like, so it really set me up in a different way than I think a lot of people that have started their journeys kind of have. Um, but what I learned is when I left that newspaper, when it began downsizing, I went to like an online variation of it, basically. And what was terrible is in like, we're kind of like a small town. It's like a tri-county area. Um, the, the place that was putting out news was also the people that were putting out your mug shots when you got in trouble at the bar on the weekend. And so it's like you go into these local businesses and they're like, you just wrote an article about my nephew. And I'm like, oh gosh, like, and it was just, it was so hard to do business that way. Like intertwining, like everybody's like town gossip as well as like breaking news. And I was like, I don't, I can't support this. This didn't feel right. This didn't feel like how it felt when I was like helping people find jobs and like getting connected with businesses. So I went from there and I tried a couple marketing roles that just kept getting cut because of budgets. And so then I found myself in a HVAC company, like heating and air conditioning, doing like install coordinating. So like when you needed it to come out to your house, I was the one that like set it all up. And I was so unhappy. I was, and I ended up pregnant while I was in this role and they were so like vulgar about like how they respected someone pregnant. Like they just did not give me any kind of like support. Like they wanted me climbing ladders, pulling parts. And like, I was like, (laughs) I was like, I'm pregnant. And like, I'm very transparent. I'm very open. Um, They knew that at that point I had miscarried already in my lifespan three times. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, look, I'm telling you guys out of like looking for that respect back. Like I want that respect because I want I had been, I had not been that pregnant that yet in my journey. And so I was like, I'm not doing certain things that I'm not comfortable with. Like I'm eating at these times every single day. I will have snacks at like, I wanted to make sure I was doing everything right. I was so cautious about this pregnancy and they did not respect it. And I remember one of the days they were like, you're being stupid about this. The girl was like, I didn't tell anybody here at work that I was pregnant until I was six months. And I was like, if that's what you chose, that's what you chose, but that's not what I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And, um, when she said the word stupid, I already had made the decision. I was, I'm going to my desk, I'm getting my things and I'm done. 
And I did. And then I worked in a, uh, I went back to like my original kind of like what I did coming out of high school and stuff. And I worked in daycare, but I was helping so much on like their marketing side of things because there was nobody there in place for it. So because I enjoyed it so much, I kept doing it. And I realized while I was there, I was like, I'm not going back to a nine to five after I have this day. I don't know what it looks like yet but I am not doing this. I was like, I'm going to be home with my son. I want to do work from home. And I like, in my head, I was like call center, like, you know, corporate style work from home. So like, I didn't really understand that there was more than freelancing. Um, so I was like very, very fresh, uh, had my son, my first week of doing this after making the decision, my fiance gets laid off. We have a six week old, and I'm doing this for like $11 an hour for my first client at like three hours a week. So like, what are you really bringing home? And here we are, we have like all these bills, we have a new baby. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just have to make this work. And then I kind of started just putting myself out there and like anything that I felt capable of doing, I did trying to figure out where my, my niche is, what I wanted to do. What, what, what was I, I didn't even realize passion was part of it at that point. Like I was in a, like, I need to make money. Like, and that was where, like, that was a very hard part of like a lesson that I had to learn was like, I was so money focused because I had this need to provide that. Like it made me take on some of the worst client experiences I ever had. Mm-hmm. Like the client that I mentioned, $11 an hour, three hours a week, those three hours were broken into like 15 minute increments throughout the entire week. So then I almost wow. didn't have time to work with other clients because the way that the time was being broken up, I couldn't just knock out an hour, then have another Mm -hmm. couple days to get stuff done with another client. And it became such a toxic like situation. And I didn't have a contract. I didn't like, I didn't know all these things. And then I like stumbled into my first coach and she, I didn't initially sign with her because I was like very anti-coach originally. I was like, I have all this experience and all this knowledge. I can do this on my own. I don't need all of this. But then there's all these questions of like, how do you do this virtually? Like, what do you do in this like capacity? How do you price these things? Because you get so, especially here in the States, everyone, like the minimum wage is what everyone wants to offer as their rate Mm -hmm. of pay for everything here. So like when you hear $11 an hour at first, you're like, oh, well, that's what minimum wage is in my state. Like that was what it is. And I'm like, I can do that from home and I'll make more money doing it that way. So you rationalize all these crazy things. And yeah. And so I got a coach eventually and she kind of really just made me push myself in a way at that time, my journey that like, I never expected myself to. And I fell in love with social media during it. I fell in, and I don't mean like, oh, I like just being on my phone. Sweat. Like, no, I fell in love with what it can do for like you, your business, what it can do for like your mindset, what it opens you up to. Like just during my journey, I've like become so spiritually in tune with myself and not realizing that was ever something like I was always very drawn to like, I have a Cherokee Indian family and stuff like that. So it's like, I have family members. I have this very spiritual background. So there was always a little bit there, but I never like thought about it in my, like terms of my mindset, my emotions, like inner child. I remember someone mentioning the inner child to me, like probably two years ago. And I was like, this loony too. Like I I literally learned that 
last year. That was like yeah, so I actually year. worked on my inner child last year. I didn't know what the inner child was. I just learned it. Well, and it was like I remember hearing it. And I'm like, okay, wackadoo, like whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, these people want me to pay all this money for this stuff, and I don't get why. And I'm like, now I'm in a place where I'm like, I want to spend money on these things because I understand the impact. And if it had not been for this online space, I would never have like found this part of me. Um, and I think what's something is so special about this journey, even though there has been hardships, it's struggle. I had to figure out last year how to do maternity leave while working for yourself. Like, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What felt right to you? And I was like at week two and I'm like, I want to go back to working. (laughs) But when I was pregnant with my first son, like you couldn't have convinced me to go back to work, but it's different because I was working for myself. So like the, the style of what I was doing was so different. I'm like, well, he's napping. Waylon's playing. I have time right now. Like I could be doing this. I should be showing up and sharing some of these things. So it was such a different feeling. And I think coming out of that pregnancy and like really going, okay, what does my business look like now with two children? What does my business look like right in this moment with where I'm at in my life personally? I went, I really want to be more and like, I want to be more myself in social media because I felt like we had such a, at that, you know, I started in 2018. We had a lot of people that were like showboating, like that it was like showing up in like these beautiful chic offices and like these like elegant outfits and these beautiful photos. And I'm like Mm -hmm. here on my laptop in my living room. And I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I do content? Like to be, to show up as myself. And then I just stopped questioning it. I started going live every, I had my, my coach actually put me on the spot. She had her, her son ended up sick and they were in the hospital and she was supposed to do a training for her group. And she was like, I need you to do it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. And then I ended up being live for like an hour. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Like I'm good. And it was just kind of testing the waters. And I realized in the last six months, how much like organic social media, like a foundation to like what I believe in. And when I mean that, I mean, being organic in every aspect, like being showing up and sharing your like truth, sharing those hard days, going and asking questions and not being worried about oh, does this make me not look like an expert because I'm asking this publicly? Um, Like there's all that self-doubt that we carry around within our journeys that like, I was like done with it. Like I, I literally did a post where I was like, I'm so over my own shit. Like I'm done with it. And I was like, I've been in a funk. I've not been inspired. And like, I didn't know what I, like how I wanted to embrace what I was going through because a lot of it's always been there. Like I've been a social media manager, content creator. I've done the strategy side of things for so long now, but like, I didn't want to just like word it that way. Like I wanted it to be more me. So like, I really started owning the fact that I refer to myself as a social unicorn. I really started owning the fact that I want to like really do more strategy style sessions and like not doubt that I have that knowledge there. And I feel like I wasn't owning the term strategist because I was like, oh, but do I feel qualified enough? But it's like, then I'm in these conversations where I'm giving like a whole strategy. I'm like, yes, Amanda, you know this, like snap out of it and just own it. And so like, I just really embraced it. And I started doing reels. Um, 
I have gotten so much more confident about how I express my message and my personality by using them. And I, I remember like reading something about someone who was like, oh, Reels changed my business. And I was like, this is another one of those like, oh, here it is. And like, I don't have like, I have one, one of my videos has like 10,000 views on it and it's my engagement video. So it's like, it has nothing to even do with my business one, but I had shared that because I believe in sharing part of my personal journey as well. And so it was one of those things where I'm like, of course, that's the one that's got 10,000 views, not the one where I'm like, here's why you need a social media strategy in your business. But it's all about getting that reach and really building that relationships and showing up and just being on social media. And I remember like, as I started doing these reels, I started really seeing how the organic strategy that I believe so strongly in was actually working. Like seeing it on Instagram really let me see how impactful it is when, because very commonly with, with content creators and social media managers, we show up like with magic for our clients. We're consistent. We have it all scheduled. Our own profiles usually are so weak sauce that it's not funny. Like it's one of those things that like, I saw, I saw someone share a meme the other day and it was like, you want to know why my page doesn't have a bunch of followers because I'm focused on my clients accounts, having them. Yeah. And so it was, I was like, wow, I resonate with that. Like that was one of those ones that like, I get it. And so I really started just using Instagram more understanding, like how to be found outside of just someone finding your profile. Like where else can I show up in Instagram utilizing reels to make sure you're using the trending audios so that when someone clicks on that audio soundbite, your videos in that, that area of Instagram, same with the filters and effects that you're using. Those are little tags in, in there that are just another way for you to be found. And realizing that like I had, I had looked at my insights for just like a seven day period and I had 30 new followers that I did. I didn't have an ad. I wasn't going in like crazily finding new people. I wasn't showing up in people's messages when doing crazy nonsense. I wasn't selling myself. I was showing up in my content being me, like just being me. And I was doing my thing when I was going through my hashtags, looking to get inspired for like what kind of reel to do. Like, okay, what's trending right now? How can I make this like fun? Like we all need to get inspired. Sometimes it's like you end up feeling like I feel like I started doing like the same reel almost in a Mm -hmm, row because that's mm -hmm. what I got comfortable with. And I was like, no, I got to mix it up. Like, that's what this is about. It's about catching people's attention. Mm -hmm. And so like, I just started like really diving into it and it's just worked for me. I have people showing up in my messages asking like, am I taking on clients? How can they work with me? What are my prices? And it's just, and this is just since January. Like my Instagram has started to really naturally grow by just implementing reels and showing up with like one or two posts outside of that, like not even daily, just I will mostly post reels now on Instagram and I share those to Facebook as well. And that's primarily what I'm doing. But the way I network outside of that, like I'm doing more collaborations. I'm um, recently been accepted into the social babe companies, um, like blogs where I will, I'll have my own like monthly write-up and stuff like that. So I'm just kind of approaching how I do social media more intentionally. Um, like I, I want it to be more like feel good. Like I get excited to be on a podcast. I get excited to be an expert in someone's membership group. I want to be able to have these opportunities 
that I'm just getting one, the exposure and the experience, but I'm also sharing value with an audience that I otherwise probably wouldn't connect with in that moment. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things that like, I think I just kind of like had like my own rebirth, I guess is how you can kind of say like coming out of last year ending last year, kind of like I was in a very like negative space. I had the ick. It was not good for my like mental state. I know. I, I, re- I remember us talking about this, right? Yeah. Like we had this somehow in December, we were just like both like not feeling motivated. And I'm so happy that you're back to your flow and just finding. Oh, your I feel even like, I don't even know if I want to use the word I'm back to. <laughs> I feel like I've found my actual flow of things. Um, Last week was like a major week for me. I've like put together something that I've never done before. I, um, I now I put my website together officially. I never had the need to, because I didn't have products that I like resources. Like you didn't have like a workbook for me that you had Mm -hmm. to download in that manner. You didn't have any kind of like course or content vaults or whatever you want to refer to them as. I didn't have trainings that you could go and buy. I was doing everything free. And I still mm-hmm. have a lot of things that are going to continue being free. But I had this like epiphany moment where I'm like, I see the value. I see where this has a dollar value to it that I can stand behind. Mm-hmm. Like I felt good enough about the quality of what I put together. I like branched off all these ideas behind it. Um, I ended up creating uh, basically I'm calling it the five figure content vault and it's got mm-hmm. everything in it. It's got a workbook that is just jam packed with, it's not just, it's a content planner, but it's not just like your 30 topics and we're calling it a day. It's your 30 topics. And then I outline day by day by day, what you need to do to put together your post for that, the copy behind it. Sometimes there's an outline that you can kind of fill it in and like bring, like branch off of it. Sometimes I'm sharing like tips on how to do this and how to connect with that kind of like that post style. Um, I've even shared like some of my own content within it where you can see like content that I have on my Instagram right now that speaks what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I have like a band hashtag list and best hashtags for your niche. And by the way, who is this for? Like, who do you think is, is, is a great, this is for ambitious entrepreneurs, inventive women. This is for people who they may not be ready to outsource, but they're ready to make that investment to take their business to the next level within their content. That is who this is for. This is for people who are truly ready to take their social media to the next level by being very authentic in their content, because that is what my message is really about. This content uh, planner is very much going to help you stay authentic in who you are. And because Mm -hmm. of like the style prompts that you have, the topics that we're like going on, it's not just like inspirational posts. Like there might be one of those in there, but it's definitely like reflect on how this is an inspiration. Talk to your audience about what this meant to you when you read it, like Mm -hmm. getting deeper with your audience, because when your audience resonates with your content, it converts, Mm -hmm. they show up in your messages. And I have proven that now with like how much I've shown up in my content and all these messages that I receive, whether it's, Hey, I'd really like to work with you somehow. I don't know how yet, but like, I really am about what you're about. And that kind of message is so empowering mm-hmm. to feel like you are being like, your content is 
fully being heard and seen in the tone that you are showing up with it in. And I want to do that for other people. Mm-hmm. So like the way that I've, I've designed this, there is actually, um, there will be, I use Asana to do my content planning um, because mm-hmm. it helps keep me accountable the way it sends me messages and things like that. I'm actually going to have a template within my offer where you can upload that content planner. That's also like you have in a beautiful workbook mm-hmm. will be laid out for you in Asana. And all you have to do is upload it. And with that, it also has, I made, I went ahead and made over 28 days worth of social media templates for your post as well to go with that content. Cause I think something that gets very overwhelming when you are not a social media manager, when you are not a content creator, having to focus so much of your business on content creation takes you so much out of your unique genius that like, it's like, it gets put off or it doesn't get done authentically because you're just like drained. You're mm-hmm. having to do all this other stuff to like, keep up with the social media and get your name, known, like that brand awareness, getting your, like your identity heard. You don't have time to do all this all the time. So I'm kind of, of giving you that, that foundation where you may just have to add in your own antidotes and a little bit of your personality, but here's the core of what you need to like write about that day. Cause sometimes it can be so overwhelming just picking what you're going to write about. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much to write about. How am I going to write about this? So, or what am I going to write about? How long am I going to write about it? And I really kind of break it down on how to do it and how to like, you know what I even put in there, like, there's a really trending real sound bite um, for the public service announcement where you reintroduce yourself. I made a reel where I reintroduced myself using that sound bite. And mm-hmm. I showed that as an example of how you can show, you don't have to dance. You don't have to do all these like trending little things that they mm-hmm. want you to do and everything. Like you can just be you and like smile on camera with the sound bite and then put in your content that you want. You don't even have to use a video of you. You can find stock videos and put your message into that and you just utilize reels in different ways. So I really go over like how to repurpose your content, how to like utilize it across multiple platforms Mm -hmm. so that it's not like just copy paste redundant. Um, But I also have in there, like I did the masterclass last year. I have all the links to it so that you could really kind of have some of those beginning stages of how to be organic on social Mm -hmm. media. How do you take the keywords of your dream clients, like pain points and find them in groups? It's got Mm -hmm. so much information. And then outside of the workbook, I also have training videos for how to use the Asana content planner, that template that I'm giving. Um, I have how to repurpose a, um, like the social media templates that I'm giving, how to repurpose those into stories or high, um, highlights or cover photos for your reels that you're making. Um, just like kind of really giving like the foundation of how to not overwork yourself when you're creating, like it sounds like so much work still, but when you have it there in front of you broken down in this way, it's like steps. I basically turned social media content planning into an SOP. Like that's what I feel like I did in this, Yeah, but it's very energetic. It's fun. Um, the way that I'm delivering it, when you buy it, you get an email and it uh, goes through everything, like an order of like the videos. And then that's okay. If you don't want to do it all at once, you're going to get secondary videos for part two. So like, it's going to kind of keep you accountable. Cause I know sometimes like when I get that whole course in my email at once, like I don't end up going back and finishing some of it. Like I don't. So I want you to have it all 
at your, like, if you want to roll through it all together, that's great. But I'm also going to send you a, how is day two feeling? This is something like kind of just, it's helping me set up a nurturing process. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want people to see. And that's why I'm so open about talking about it because I want people to see how they can really make their content work for them. Like I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm reusing the content that I'm doing to create my content, talking about my offer mm-hmm. and without being salesy, like without being like, Hey, buy my product. Hey, get this offer. This Honestly, I'm so happy that you're doing that. And I have a couple of questions, just like mm-hmm. you said, you mentioned, this is very something that they can repurpose. It's not just for reels, but it's just for all across social media, all across. Like yeah. it doesn't just go over reels. It goes all over just like your daily consistent content. So if you're not comfortable doing reels, I have examples of carousels that you can do. I have examples of other content that you can do. Um, But it just kind of gives you that perspective of why you need to be doing these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And and what I wanted to say as well, when you said it's not salesy, uh, two questions. The first question is, um, what do you think about these coaches that are a bit more like DM me, DM me, but like really every single thing that they post is about DM me, DM me. Like what, how do you feel about that? Second question. I feel like it's watering down the, <laughs> like it's watering down the genuine connection of what the DM is about. Yeah. Um, when I'm like, Hey, go ahead and send me a message or can I send you a message? I think I usually ask someone or <laughs> I'm such a bold person. I'm in, I'm learning that some people find it bad etiquette. If it is, it's probably not for me, but I, I will. Like when I see someone like looking for something, I might not even comment when like the thread, I'm going to message you first. And then I might comment that thread saying, Hey, I sent you some resources, check your messages. Because I feel like when you show up just with that value, I don't have to sell myself. Like I don't like, because someone's like, okay, well, what do you think about that? I literally the other day had someone, I, she was like, I don't know how to reach out in groups. Like I don't like I, she's like, I feel like every time I do, they're deleting my post because it's a like a self-promotion. I'm like, you have to think about what that end result is that you're trying to convey and turn that into a question and post that. Just Mm -hmm. post that question in that group, save your message for your, your, personal social media page, your business page, your Instagram, your tick, like all those other areas, put that message out in. But if you go in that group and you just ask those questions, people who are more likely going to be your ideal audience are going to engage in that post. Mm -hmm. If you ask a thought provoking question, like I asked, um, what is your purpose on social media? And like the different responses that I got really let me see where these people were at and what kind of mindsets they had. And if they were someone worth me going through the process of like building that relationship. And I don't mean like their value worth, meaning my time, Mm -hmm. because I can tell how they respond if there's someone that is going to be in my audience. And when I don't say my clients, because your audience is built more than just your clients, it's your Mm -hmm. followers, it's your supporters, it's your tribe or whatever term you want to use. It is all of these things that help support the algorithm, the engagement, your growth overall. You don't want your audience to be strictly your clients because they're most likely not the ones engaging in helping share your content. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to work that way. Um, But like they, I had her send me a message and she's like, I just don't know what to do. And I was like, and I kind of gave her some, I'm like, who is your audience? Like what, who, tell me who they are. 
who is this person? What do they, where do they hang out at? What are some of their interests? And I kind of just broke it down on like how they can find these things in groups uh, or how they can use hashtags on Instagram Mm -hmm. to find people that are going to most likely be aligned with that kind of mindset. And um, she was like, well, why don't you just do that for me? Mm -hmm. There was no job op post. There was no like me pushing my, like, we didn't even talk about what my numbers were. I didn't even have my website. Like none of this was in place. It was just the foundation that I've built of like, one, I come off very confident um, when I'm talking about what I am passionate about and what I know they're like, I might stumble because I get so ahead of myself. Like that's what it is. And it's, and you hear that you read that. Um, and that's because I very much believe in showing up as your authentic self. And when you do that, this is what happens. And so I kind of just have, I've changed how I'm using social media in that sense of, I used to really care about what groups let you self-promote. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about that now. I'm looking for like the questions where I can show up with some value. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the job ops that are like very aligned with me, even if I'm not taking on clients, kind of showing up and like just talking to that business person. Um, like I, I'll go and congratulate someone on their growth so that they've, they're in this place that like you're outsourcing. That's, a, that's beautiful. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're in that place now. That's something to celebrate. Like mm-hmm. I'm just showing up with more of like a genuine intention behind it. And what that's doing is it's not making me look thirsty in social media. And that's drawing people to me. Mm-hmm. It's making me more magnetic being that way. And mm-hmm. when it's so unintentional. Like it's just natural. It's just, I don't have to put in all this work. And that's where like some people get so overwhelmed about, oh my gosh, what steps am I going to follow in social media? Like, how do I do this? What breaking it down into how many times you post today? Um, I'm someone like, yeah, they suggest posting on Instagram between one to three types of content per day, meaning a live, a real Mm -hmm. carousels, everything. I post maybe twice a day, like in my feed, if I'm lucky, like it's mostly yeah. like there's like one to two days a week that you might get two posts out of me in that day. <laughs> but like, I'm for the most part consistent, but I also show up in my stories. I reply to other people's stories. I'm going through hashtags. I'm just networking in a way mm-hmm. that like how you would want to use social media personally, like when you're shopping and you're looking for things that I'm doing that with my, like my keywords of who I want to connect with, mm-hmm. whether that's other inspiring females that like, I feel like are my peers, or maybe it's other people who I feel like I could impact their business in some way. So it's just kind of like flipping that perspective a bit. And I, it's felt so good. And it's like relit me up. Like it's there's been something that like, I feel like I've been, I, I've been very happy with what I've been doing, but like, I just felt like there was this gap. There was this mm-hmm. huge gap in what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And now that like, I was saying I, I made the website and I've had this section with my products in it, where I break mm-hmm. down this very nice offer. I also have one-on-one options now that where there's like strategy sessions. And I even have like a coffee chat. Like, do you just want to have like a moment? Because like, I don't get a lot of adult interaction outside of my fiance. <laughs> who probably doesn't want to hear about my business as much as I talk about it, or like my toddler and I will talk about Scooby-Doo and all this other stuff, dinosaurs and everything else. Like I love getting on a call that's just where it feels good. Like there's times where I have like these discovery calls, for instance, mm-hmm. where like I may not have like gotten the opportunity or maybe I decided it wasn't for me, but like 
I used to go, oh, that was such a waste of my time. Like when that happened, like I spent mm-hmm. all this time getting like it, like anxious over the call and then handling the call. Now I look at it. I'm like, I, that was such a good conversation. Like, even if nothing more than that comes out of it, like having that conversation about our industry is so refreshing because mm-hmm. like, I can't just call my mom and be yeah. like, mom, you won't believe what Meta put out today. She'll be like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so great that you do that as well. Um, I mean, this experience, I think it's very lonely as well, like because we work from home and we don't have the community necessarily like human you know yeah like we don't have that and I do have I mean I have you I have uh other girls that are in my space just grinding entrepreneurs it's just so good to be like sharing our days sometimes and just what has been going on and I think maybe if there was a community like a mastermind type of thing where we just come in and be like yeah, that was my week. That's my day. And just like having yeah, that. Connection. I, I love that. I And it's something that like, I feel like I've built some of the most beautiful and more like genuine connections in this online space than I have in my like real life day to day kind of thing. Like the females that I feel like are in my area are few and far between when it comes to like wanting to support one another. Yeah. Um, like you'll have them. Just- just interrupt you from here. I yeah. love how you do that so genuinely. Like Amanda, like whenever you see someone who can be my potential client, you're tagging me. Like that's mm-hmm. something that you do that's so fucking amazing that I think it's is just one of my things. Like it's, like it's I here's and you want to know some of that comes from me working in that classifieds. Like I talked about the newspaper because when I was doing that, the internet was still like they weren't using Facebook to share job ops and stuff like that. So I was taking people's posts that they were putting in the newspaper and I was putting it on my social media, sharing it in the classified section of my local because I wanted more people to see it. And I also wanted my clients to get results. Mm-hmm. So like, I like thought about it in both ways. And I'm like, if I'm referring people or connecting people who have that experience and have that rapport, then I feel good about it. Um, yeah. And something I learned like in this online space that word of mouth referrals go so far. They, they have been the core of how I gain my clients. Um, Yes. It's me that take like that they connect with and decide to sign on with, Mm -hmm. but it's that first initial interaction of someone putting something out about me where I didn't have to go and like, Oh, pick me, pick me. Yeah. I'm going someone else is going to pick her, pick her. And that speaks volumes to that person who put up the post. So when I, and because, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, I've been on calls too many times where someone wants to cut my rate because of a bad experience that they had with a previous content creator, social media manager, virtual assistant that did them wrong somehow, that didn't show up with what they agreed on, didn't do the work at all, Mm -hmm. took their content hostage. I've heard such crazy things and they want me to be okay with that's why you're taking $10 off my my hourly, like, no. So when I refer somebody, I know that that person's gonna get someone with a quality rapport. I know them, I've connected with them. I know you're gonna get good business out of this person. And I want entrepreneurs to get more of that. So because I want to make sure that people are getting the best experience, I'm going to take time to go through. And 
that helps one, my engagement as well. Like, I don't mean to make it about selfish, but if you really break down when you're referring someone, when you're commenting on that post, that goes into your engagement for the day. You're engaging with these other posts. You're showing up in groups. You're showing up in someone's post, referring someone else. And that stands out to people. I've had people go, hey, I saw you in a group commenting about someone else's uh, business and I want to connect with you Mm -hmm. because I shared about somebody else because I didn't make it about me. I took me out of the equation. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, this person needs someone. I know someone for that. And if I'm not 100% sure if that's something that falls into what you're like an expert in, I'll even still tag you and be like, is this something you're within your like your magic hat? Is this something that you feel like you want to take on? Do you have room for this? Like Mm -hmm. I find other ways to ask it without being like, this isn't, (laughs) this isn't something I think I know about you, but like, I try to make it to where like, we all need our names being seen to be known is to be seen. That is something I it's on my website. I put it in my content. I feel so strong about that statement because for so long I hid behind the camera. I didn't want to be there. And the second that I started letting people see me, I started becoming known. So when I, when someone tags my name, they're like, Oh my gosh, I see you referred all the time. I want to do the same for other people. Like that is such a feeling. What that feels when that hits my inbox is like no other. Like when someone's like, I was referred to you by somebody and I want to connect with you. Like, I like what you're putting up. And even if like, I don't get the response from the person that like the post was on, you tagging me feels good. Feeling like I was thought about, especially in this lonely space is so important, I think for us. And I think it really helps you have that support system. Like you're like, I can go to, I can go to Amanda and ask what her opinion is on this new offer I want to do and not mm-hmm. be like sent to her calendar to schedule an appointment yeah. because it's like, yes, we all know that we have this, like we, we want to make money, but there's also this level of when I worked in an office, I could go to another desk and be like, how do you handle this conversation? Like you've been here longer than me. What do you do in this scenario? I don't have that in this. If some, if I don't make these genuine relationships happen, no one's going to support me and like bounce ideas with me or bounce. Con- just be able to talk to about some of these things. Like mm-hmm. I'm somebody who sometimes like, I actually got really irritated the other day. Someone showed up in my DMs, like Amanda, I could do all these things for you da, 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 for X amount of dollars. And I'm like, we're not even friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I actually replied and I don't normally do this, but I think I had just had so many of it happening at yeah, that I time. Have it all the time. Yeah. All the time. And I ended up replying and I was like, look, I'm just going to be completely transparent with you. Like yeah. once I am ready, I'm going to go to someone that I've already built a relationship with on some level, or someone's going to refer someone to me. So exactly. you showing up in my message, selling me before we're even friends on Facebook is already writing you off. And like, I didn't come off in a very mean way, but I was trying to let them know, like, and I was like, if this approach is working for you, that's beautiful. But like, I'm just letting you know, if you're trying to connect with people like me who are about organic, who are about Mm -hmm. being authentic, who are about just having intentional social media, this is not the right like move to make. Like, and that's just what I was trying because like, there was times when I first was, I came from a sales newspaper background. I was used to just sending messages to people like, being like, Hey, we have a special going on right now. Do you have a job you need to post about? Do you have an, like a sale coming up? It needs, I was that person. And like, Mm -hmm. it was hard getting my head, like where I'm like, well, how do I show up in your messages without like telling you what I'm about? And it's so like seeing where I was and where I am now, when it comes to that, it's like, like, 
I hope that like she never responded. So I hope she wasn't offended, but (laughs) it was one of those things. Like I get offended, like how abrasive you show up in my messages or like when someone doesn't change the name in their copy and paste message. Oh my God. Hi, Sarah. I'm like, who's Sarah? I think you sent the wrong, like, I'll tell them. Like, I'm like, I'm I'm like, I think you might've sent the wrong message. Like, no, honestly, um, I'm not responding to them. There was a guy who sent me like a message and he, not only that, and the amount of fake profiles that I'm getting these messages, like I'm clicking the profile. There's only only one profile photo. I'm like, oh, it's fake. Like, I know, I know. It's like all of these like super like yacht models. Yeah, like like, fucking hot. I'm like, oh, that's a fake profile. And there was this guy messaging me like, telling like stuff like oh you know we can get you like 40 leads uh, a day using ai and i'm like dude i work oh in sales God. i know this bullshit you know i work yeah, i'm using ai too facebook is an ai you know it's, well, it's- and that's my thing is like these people <laughs> when they show up this way it's like you've not looked at my profile no at all <laughs> because you're coming to me with the services that i offer like yeah and, and i'm like um can you just be transparent here? Because he was already like, oh, come to a call, come to a call. And I'm like, oh god. I, I just sent a voice message and I said, I I would just appreciate if you would be honest with me. You know, I've been there, done That's, that. Just yes. be transparent, dude. And he was like uh, saying stuff like, oh, okay. You know, I see that you're not interested, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? If I know someone who wants Facebook ads, I will recommend you. And I'm like, dude, don't do that because you don't know me. What if I'm yeah, sucking? Well, also, it's like, I don't want my name associated with <laughs> Yeah. Like, but it's so manipulative to say, like, I rejected the guy. And he was like, you know, I'm going to recommend you. Bullshit, you won't recommend me. Yeah. Second, you should vet who you're recommending because you don't know me. You haven't been in my space. You don't know if I can deliver well, anything. It's, like, it's like, I've had clients where you, like you said, like, they push the call thing. And I think that's like this new coaching, like mentality that's coming yeah. out. And I've noticed it in the masculine community. Um, I had a client last year who he took on a male coach as well. And that was their thing was like, yeah. if you can get them on a call, they're like 70% more likely to sign yeah. with you on the spot. And I'm like, I don't even like going over my numbers on the spot. Like when someone's like, what's your, what's your rate? I'm like, Oh gosh, what are the services? Because when I'm creating content, that's a different rate than when I'm just doing your engagement. Like I don't have just like, because of how I, I hate that. Like I need to like, I tailor my, if you were working one-on-one with me, (laughs) if you're doing service-based style work, if you're not getting a strategy session out of me or something, if I am doing your social media management, I'm writing your copy, creating your graphics. I make a tailored proposal Exactly. Person, I have one. I have one that it's not like I don't even have it on my website, but I lightly keep it in my head where I call it my minimalist package, Mm -hmm. and it does not exceed five hours. Mm -hmm. And it's really just meant to be engagement. Yeah, and it's not meant to be anything else. And it's for those people who either only can afford the five hours a week or five hours a month, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And I have that, but like outside of that, like I don't have a flat rate. And I've had people yeah. go, well, can we use that minimalist package for content? And I'm like, no, we can't. <laughs> like, I can embrace what the rate is with the same amount. But like creating content is just so much different. Like when you're doing that for somebody, it is just a different place of like where you're working from. There's research to do. It depends on how much they're giving you to create content from. I have 
More often than not, I create content from scratch without any direction from my client outside of knowing what, who their audience is. Mm-hmm. I know who their audience is and what their unique genius is. And I go with it. Yeah. I take, I get into these natural conversations where I can start kind of using their own antidotes and really incorporating who they are and putting that within the content. And it's one of those things that it just it becomes part of my magic. And when I realized how I did that, I, I talk about how I have an intuitive approach and like, I would have probably never said that two years ago, a year ago that like I was intuitive. Like I wouldn't have broadcasted that. Cause I would have been like, Oh, this closes me off to people because it's certain mm-hmm. words. Certain people don't uh, like resonate with, yeah. then it's over with. And when I started realizing like how using social unicorn was like such a way to really like navigate if I'm for you or if I'm not for you. Mm-hmm. It helped me start getting on these calls with people who I was more aligned with or getting mm-hmm. these followers who I was more aligned with because I was using this phrase that spoke to a certain kind of person. And that was my people. Those are my yeah. people. So, exactly. I mean, we all had those experiences where we just got mm-hmm. the wrong client attra- approaching us, but they fall off very fast. Uh, yeah. I'm so happy that you're doing the tailored approach with your rates as well. I feel a bit like the question was somebody's, hey, what's your rates? Like, what's your price? That's the first thing they ask me. I, I immediately they don't like, want to be asked what their budget is, but they don't. That same person does not want to be asked what their budget is for this project. Honestly, and those people, um, I understand there is that. But on how I work is that if I go into a call with someone and it's mm-hmm. a 6K coach, 20, whatever, I make it fucking happen. Like if this coach is someone that is I love, I trust, I will just rub a bank or whatever, I make it happen. So that's what I believe in. And that's what, so I, ha- I recently had someone who like, I was all about her project. It, we're creating a quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, I love creating quizzes as lead magnets because the amount of amazing. Get, oh my gosh. Like, and she was like, well, what do I do with these results? Like we were just talking about this yesterday. And I was like, you turn this into email sequences. Yep. Like these, this is you tag that what say you have four different result types. Each one gets a different tag segment and they all get different kind of follow-up messages depending on where they came at in your quiz. And I really like broke it down for her. I love creating quizzes. Um, she could not afford what my like actual rate mm-hmm. was, but I had just aligned with her so much. She has a, she does. And I, this is very personal for me because yes. it's about parenting styles. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably where I came in a little bit different for me. It's almost like when you work for a nonprofit, it feels mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So like this situation, like I did not feel she came in still very fair. I just have mm-hmm. to be very mindful of how much time I'm putting mm-hmm. into the project so that I am still like within a, a reasonable amount of money, but it's more about like the impact that her business could have and how this quiz could really help like open up so many different parents to like this, like nurtured parenting style that like reading her content is so good. Like creating her quiz questions. It's like, I get to just read her beautiful, her beautiful work. And like, it, like I'm sitting there going like, wow, I could do this with Waylon. Like, this is way better than like trying to do a timeout for the third time today. Like, why am I doing that again? Like, let's do this instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, she's even like brainstormed with me a little bit, like, because my son loves to cook. And, um, she's like, I think I want to do a segment in my, my like nurture journey about like 
cooking with your children. And Mm -hmm. I was like, if you need to do any trials or anything, my kid is up for it. Like he is all about that kind of stuff. And it's more about that connection that I made. I'm like, okay, she sees the value in this because she's investing in herself. It's not so much what that value amount is that she's investing, but she took that step to go, okay, I need to outsource this because I want someone who's an expert at it, Mm -hmm. putting it together. And so it's just been such a good feeling about it that like the dollar amount doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. matter because she took that time to go, I still want to invest with you, even though I can't afford you. Mm -hmm. And she like came in as much as she could. And she was so transparent. And it was one of those things that I was like, this is like a one-off project. Like I can totally do this for that amount. Like let's just, and it's one of those things that it's also building that long-term relationship. Like I'm also being a support person for her. She doesn't have someone to bounce ideas. Like she's just getting mm-hmm. this business into the online space. She's yeah. been doing this. She's got the experience. She's just not been doing it in the online community. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I just don't like how, like I didn't have to give her the full breakdown on what to do with an email sequence. She didn't pay me for that. Mm-hmm. She paid me to create a quiz. You didn't cre- you didn't pay me to create the whole process mm-hmm. for it. You just the quiz. And there's so many people out there that are so like, oh, well, if you want to go over that, I'll send you an invoice for the next amount. And like, I'm very much about like Mm -hmm. having your value, like heard and respected, but there's also that line of like, I just think we need to be real with people where like, if you have a question, ask it like, and if it comes down to like, I had someone who was like, I just don't get how to write copy. And I was like, look, like if you aren't in a place to like buy my full uh, content vault, I have the workbook by itself for $39, like soup, something super manageable, nothing that's going to like, it's not going to cost you your electric bill to pay it and stuff like that. So it's like one of those things that like, I'm still trying. And I also have freebies that like, I will send you freebies all day. Like I, it's one of those things. Like I do hate when someone like subscribes to get your freebie and then within two seconds removes themselves from your audience. I don't mm-hmm. like that. I think that's bad sauce as I like to say, um, that's, that sauce is weak. Um, I had it happen. I don't know, last week sometime I saw the new subscriber and then like within 30 seconds I had them unsubscribe and I'm like, just, and like, I don't even send out le- like newsletters. Like you, like you're, I'm building my email list cause I don't know how I want to utilize it yet, mm-hmm. but I'm, I don't send out daily, weekly, anything. Yeah. So it's like to unsubscribe for me. I'm like, I don't even send you stuff. Like what? Why? Oh, it's okay, like, girl. It happens. But they are, they weren't your ideal client as well because exactly. they were just there for the freebie and they're out, you know? So of course, but what I do with that information out. is exactly. I ended up posting in my story. I'm like, don't you just hate when people like <laughs> aren't being genuine? Like I just utilize it in another way to like normalize that it's not just happening to somebody. Yeah. Because I think for me, especially like we talked about how like this lonely space happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like sometimes certain things are only like a situation that happened to me. And it's until I see someone else's story post testimonial about something that I'm like, oh God, it's not just me. So it's like when I, when I share little things like that, it's trying to be like where I can resonate with my audience a bit more. Okay. Amanda, we have about 10 more minutes before we wrap up. We could go on a bit longer. Um, But I have two questions. The first question, uh, you were mentioned this very concept of if, is to be liked, to be seen or something like that. How was it again? To be known is to be seen. To be known is to be seen. Okay. And I loved it. And I, and I love what you do. Um, but what about those people out there that are a bit fearful of stepping out there and just being their true self? Because 
I have been suffering from that too. And it's so, yeah, it's, so it feels as, I story, say, yeah, it feels as yeah. though it, I'm trying to uh, grow, but I have mm-hmm. my safety brakes on because I'm still yeah. having that. What do they think of me? Like I'm doing pole dance now. And I was, that's so exciting. I saw your post about that. And I was like, good. my girl, I, yes. and yesterday I was so good. And, um, the instructor was asking me, Hey, do you want me to take a video so you can post on your Instagram and Facebook real <laughs> dude? And I'm like, no, because I don't know what my clients would think of me. I don't know if they would trust me. I had, so I had this come up with a, a, another girl that I'm connected with. Um, she does like, she's like a, like a healthy lifestyle coach. And like, and a lot of her reels, she's using cussing and she's doing, and she's like, I had a friend tell me I need to stop that. And she's like, do you think that I'm cussing too much in my content? (laughs) And I was like, no, I don't think you are. Like, I think that it's what that does is that attracts the right people to you. When, when you're showing up that way, it's like, oh, wow, look how she's so empowered. It like for you, to me, when I see that, like in my content, like, look how empowered she is to share this. Like, yes, like, that's how I feel like. Uh, but I get being closed off about it at the same time. So when I say to be known is to be seen, I don't mean seen has to be on camera, but mm-hmm. put yourself out there all over social media, show up in engagement, comment on other people's posts. Don't make it just about you. I have a post where I wrote about like, are you writing selfish content? And by that, it's very like, it's one of those things where it's like, but yeah, you write about your experience. So what do you mean selfish content? but you need to write it in a way that's going to inspire or educate or add value to your audience's experience of reading that. So don't just make it me, 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 make it how this was part of where you got to now, or this is something you struggled with this morning and you feel this way now. Mm -hmm. Showing up is what I mean by being seen. If you're not comfortable on camera, that's fine. I have someone who is actually local to me. She runs like a luxury picnic date kind of thing where she sets up these beautiful little like picnics and things like that. And she's like, I don't know. um, What did she say the other day? She's like, I don't know how to like connect with like uh, my audience. Like, how do Mm -hmm. I find them? I was like, go on wedding photographers pages that are local to us see who is following that wedding photographer. Cause they're likely to be a couple mm-hmm. who is likely more like you're already like breaking it down for them that way. And she's like, you just showed up and just told me that. And she's like, I need to get on camera mount more. How do I do this? And I'm like, she's like, I'm terrified of like being on camera. I'm like, so do your setup process, take a video of like, okay, here's where I ordered this piece from. Here's where I got this from. Like show your process. And that's still showing up and being seen because showing your process is going, okay, I'm not scared for my competitors to see this. I'm not scared for someone else to see how I'm doing it because I'm doing it at my expert level. And no matter if you copied me, you're not going to show up the same way as me. And Mm -hmm. it gives that confidence. And I, and so she's actually created several reels now where like she shows how she shops for the product. She shows Mm -hmm. how she sets it all up and she's getting better with it. And what I do is when I see a reel that like could be inspiring to her, I send it to her. Mm -hmm. She's not a client. She's not my client. She (laughs) wants to be one day, but she's not currently. And I'm not, I still take time to send that to her because I get that. Like she's never going to become my client if she can't get over these hurdles. Exactly. And so that's the bigger picture for me. So when I say to be known as to be seen, that means showing up as authentic as you are 
confident being. So mm-hmm. if you don't feel confident showing yourself fully authentic on like doing the pole dancing, that's okay. <laughs> because that's a, that's a really raw moment to like be vulnerable with and share, but you can, ex- you can talk about it. You can exactly. ask, you can make a poll in your story to ask about like <laughs> a poll. Um, you can <laughs> put a poll in your story to ask about like, what your audience thinks about that. Is it exercise or is it a hobby? Like you can do things like that where you're still bringing it into like who your identity is kind of becoming a little bit, but you're not upside down spiraling around right now. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> so it's like, there's ways to still, and you can talk about it like this. Like, yeah. have you had a moment in your journey so far that you held back because you were worried about it pushing your audience away? Yeah. You can talk about it like that. And it's one of those things where you can go, you know, for me, I've been doing something that I'm so proud of. It feels so good to be doing, but I am so terrified of sharing it on Facebook. Yeah. Or I'm so terrified of showing it on my social media. And that is being seen. Mm -hmm. Sharing that moment is being seen. So it doesn't have to just be like, I still, I, I love doing reels hate going on a live, love doing a podcast. Can't get me on a live. Like, I hate lives. I'm so like, oh dude, lie, dude. I'm like, Ugh. oh, well, I told you earlier about the, when I did my masterclass, how during my, my day two of it, I was about to do like the, the shared screen training. And my three-year-old comes out with the world's worst tantrum I have ever seen in my life. He wasn't feeling good. Um, we had gone doctors. He was on medicine, the whole nine yards. And he come out crying so loud that I was like, I don't even know if anyone can hear me with this now. Like, I was like, this is terrible. I was like, no one wants any kids screaming in their speakers. And I was like, so I just went with it. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to just stop here. You'll have a recorded training in a little while and just kind of wrapped it up. And I had such like a re- like response out of it. I turned it into a reel. I used a Lip Biscuit song. I have to check that reel, girl. I'll send it to you. It's so funny (laughs) because I literally like use part of the the live. And then I like (laughs) video clip of my kid, like sitting there with this face after he stopped crying where he's like, and I like have this in there. And I had someone go, I would have never shared that as like, and she's like, but because you did, it makes, and I was like, Girl, I was doing a client Zoom call one time and I looked over in the living room and he had baby powder from head, like my entire living room was baby <laughs> powder, his, his head, his face, it was everywhere. And I continued the Zoom call because he was just, it was just baby. It was at that point, it was already a mess. I was already gonna have to clean it up. What was him being in it for 10 more minutes really gonna do? He was laughing. He was having fun. It was what it was. And I just kind of like open up about those moments because it stops me in my tracks for so long that because of like, I can't control what can happen when I'm live. Like not even like, yeah, it's already bad enough. Like yourself, like, like staying on topic, not getting distracted, keeping what you want and everything. It's so hard. But then you add a toddler in it. Who's like, mommy, (laughs) mommy, mommy, dinosaurs, apples. I want this. I want that. Like, Oh my, I, there's sometimes like I get on these calls and I'm like, I need you to go away. Cause I can't have a sentence like right now. I cannot think. And it's one of, I just say it when it happens. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Cause so many people respect it or resonate with it when mm-hmm. you're just real about it. When you don't try to like hide it and like shove exactly. it under the rug, mm-hmm. they're like, wow, she's just like owning that she's in this stage of her life where she's got a wild child and she's got a nine month old and she's just doing her thing. 
because it's still possible. Like it's so possible to still do it. I have people all the time. They're like, how do you like juggle it all? Or like Friday, I, I built out almost my entire website. Saturday, I built out the entire course. Like, wow. I, yeah, like you are all on I have fire, to do, girl. <laughs> all I have to do for the course still is actually like do the training videos. That's all it needs to be done. The email is ready to go when like someone buys it. Like I've done it all. But it's those moments where I just, I, I don't necessarily go, okay, Amanda, you have to work from six to nine on this. Mm -hmm. And then from nine to two, you do this. Like, I don't break it down like that. I, I start my day. Like I said earlier, like between five and 6am, usually I start doing my copywriting or batching content or whatever it is that needs more like detail oriented, like attention. Mm -hmm. or that I mentally need like quiet time for. And I work on it then. And then I'll do like engagement and other light things throughout the day. I'll create reels. Like I had someone go like, how long does it take you to like do an entire reel, like create it, edit it and post it. And I was like, I can do one in like two hours. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I was like, and they're like with two kids. And she was like, what do you, how do you keep him out of the real? I said, I don't always like, there's a video. I just oh my God. Posted. I was just about to comment. I think I've, so, I've seen your, your son's face is just like, like, I'm just like right there in the corner. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, it's so cute. And all I try to do something because he, okay. So my son loves being on camera. He would record himself and watch himself all day long playing and everything. So when the camera comes on, He's like, it's my time to shine. Oh my God, like, that's so how adorable. he is. Like he's about, and that's what makes it hard during my Zoom calls when like they're in the afternoon. He's like, oh, it's time for my my close up. Like he wants <laughs> to be all about it. And so it's like I try to embrace it as much as I can. Like he loves sitting with me while I create graphics. He loves it. He likes to pretend he's typing copy himself sometimes. Like so, I try mm. to like really embrace it because I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Because. I think you probably can resonate with this as well, especially in the female um, capacity. I was not raised where like my mom encouraged me to like, just follow my own business desires. Like she's like, no, like you need to, you need to either be like a nurse or work in the school system, or you need to do this or that. Like she very much believed that you needed to leave your house Monday through Friday, go work a nine to five where you had the security of like the health mm -hmm. insurance. Like she very much felt like that. And she's still sometimes she's like, well, what are you doing? What are you going to do about these things? I said, I have other benefits that you could never give me at a regular job. Exactly. Like there's, there's things that I wouldn't, I, you could never get me to go back to that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I would have to be losing everything. And it's like, my kids need me to do it. Like that would be the only way that you could get me to like, I have to do it for them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But if it like, if I had a choice, I will never do it again, ever. Mm -hmm. And I don't discredit it. It is for some people. Some people need that structure. Some people exactly. need that. Like they, and like, they I don't necessarily what not, to do basically, you know, they don't yeah, like like, have the free fall. They like the structure. Nine to they five. need someone else to be yeah. accountable when like payments don't like exactly. people don't want to deal with all the different aspects of what it is to be an entrepreneur. And I don't always okay. want to deal with it all. But I think it really helps like build our character getting put in some of these situations. Mm -hmm. Like I had to tell someone the other day, like they just couldn't afford me. And there's nothing that I could do mm -hmm. to like, I, like make what they were looking for fit into the budget that they had. But what I did do is I came up with, here's what I can do mm -hmm. within your budget. And I think they were kind of offended that like, I like said it in the way that I did. And I was like, look, I don't mean it offensively. It's just, I also can't like, 
wrap myself up around that much work. Exactly. And limit myself from working on other things that I'd rather, like I'd rather not have a client and be able to work on creating my next part of my course. You know what I mean? There's certain Mm -hmm. things that like when it comes down to the dollar value, like, and I guess I mean this in the fact that like when I started my business, I was so money driven Mm -hmm. that now like I still need to pay bills. Obviously we all do. Like there's things that I want, my kids want, there's things that we want to go do and go see and travel. So money is still very much like part of what my like, desire is. But when it comes to my business, I am more about being impact driven and having that like creativity freedom than like taking on a client that I'm not really about. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm past that. that. Listen, I'm I love that, that about you, Amanda, for real. Like this is what we love about you. Uh, we need to go soon, but before we do that, uh, can you just let the listeners know how they can reach out to you? What you talked about your content plan. What is something that you are planning to launch this month or soon, hopefully? So I'm actually launching this month um, my five-figure content vault. Um, it's the main one. Um, so to get everything, like all of the templates, all of the training videos, the entire, like the whole workbook and everything, plus a one-on-one 90-minute uh, session with me is five ninety nine. So 599 US dollars, but I also have this broken down into like smaller packages Mm -hmm. where like, maybe you don't need everything. Maybe that's not your budget right now. I have it as low as $39 to where you can get just the workbook. I'm always open for questions. If you buy something through me and something is not making sense, you need to bounce some ideas on. I'm not going to turn you away. If you show up in my DMS, Um, (laughs) you can go on my website, which is amandaleesocial.com. And then there's also like strategy sessions, coffee chats, like there, I have my coffee chats are free. Um, and I call them coffee chats because I need that time of day to happen <laughs> early so that because of my kids, um, just so that I can have that free flow of like first thing in the, in the day. Um, so amandaleesocial.com. If you want to find me on any social media platform, you can do at yours virtually dot Amanda. Um, my Facebook, my personal Facebook is actually, I think the social unicorn is backslash the social unicorn. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty much just all over. Mm-hmm. You can find me everywhere these days. Um, I, I don't really utilize clubhouse right now. I don't really utilize TikTok for business. Uh, same mm-hmm. with Snapchat. Like I, sometimes I'll share my reels like into Snapchat. Like I see that it's got like some business features, but I just, I, I'm not. I'm not somebody that feels like I have to be on every platform because I don't necessarily know that my audience is going to be on every platform. Yeah. So like, I don't, I'm not someone who like jumps on, like I got to be everywhere. (laughs) I mean, listen, this podcast is literally called Omni Channel because, (laughs) because of that purpose, because uh, I'm not saying that you should be everywhere, but the future is is to be not just one platform trying to diversify and just see where your traffic is coming from. Mm -hmm. That's why we named it only channel. If you are. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Um, Some other exciting things that I'm about to do. I'm about to be an expert uh, actually on the 28th. Uh, Kayla Duncan has a membership program called fully booked out and um, you can find it on Facebook. It just searching fully booked out. I will be a guest expert on the 28th where I'm call, I'm talking about how to keep the social and social media um, kind of talking about like the organic 
authentic, being genuine. It's kind of going over those kind of things. And it's kind of going to be a little bit of a glimpse of what it's like to have one of my strategy sessions, um, but like in a live format. So Mm -hmm. I will be doing that on the 28th. Um, March, I'm doing a live interview on Instagram. So like, I'm just trying to show up more like in these like impactful ways, because it's so empowering to connect with other like inventive women. Like it's such an empowering feeling to connect with people who like want to like hype you up, but also like you just, that energy of just having that conversation just lights you up. Mm -hmm. So like I, when I realized that, like, I really like got on fire when I get to have these kind of conversations, I've like embraced them more. Like they don't terrify me to do anymore. So it's so good. I'm so happy. Yeah. And I think, I think what's really important is that like, we all like have this very unique genius about us and the way we feel about that unique genius gives us the power to be so valuable when we do show up in these other areas that like that person's audience may have never had someone speak to them in that way, from that perspective, from that mindset, from that experience. And I think that's huge. Um, I, I think that like, I remember not wanting to listen to like people's lives or people's podcasts. Like when my fiance was around, cause I was like, Oh, he's going to like, be like, Oh, what are you doing? You're listening mm-hmm. to like other people doing the same thing as you, but like, he's so supportive. And I don't know what it was. I think it was my own self doubt. And I was like projecting that. Yeah, like, I was like, maybe. Oh, he's going to make fun of me. Like, yeah. and now I do it. And he's like, the other day I was listening to, there's a podcast podcast called lit early where it's like L I T is capitalized. And, um, it was just such a really cool story that was going on in the podcast. And he like chimed in and was like, so like about it. And I was like, well, look at you, like you little social media manager and training. Um, but he oh was like, God. so about it. If he was just listening to 10% of everything that you do, honestly, he would be so. Oh, he listens way more than that. Maybe not by choice, but because I like, I'm just embraces with him. yeah <laughs> but like he does he'll like he the other day I was pricing things and he's like you need to be charging this for your graphics and that <laughs> and now like you know going back and forth and he's like I hope I didn't like offend you I was like do you know how amazing it is that like you even think that like that message behind you telling me that I should be charging more tells me how valuable you see me Exactly. Like just like, and just that little way, like he didn't even realize that, but like by mm-hmm. telling me that I wasn't charging enough for something that I felt like I was like good at, like that I was like, okay, that's a good price. He's like, no, that needs it to be more like, that's way more value than that. Amanda, like hearing him say that I was like, you do get it. Like you get yeah, it. Yeah. And the way. support. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for yeah. being here. I'm so happy for everything that's going on with you. I'm so excited, girl, for everything that you're launching. So listeners, reach out to Amanda. She is amazing. Her content will everything. It's going to be helping you with your content creating process so much. Uh, Again, thank you, Amanda, for being here. Thanks for having me. This is always such a good time with you.